December 19th, 2019, and it's time for another episode of I Heart NY Asterisk, the only podcast about New York City. The only podcast? Did that, we do any research about this? That we're aware of. Is this a citation needed situation? This might be a citation needed situation, but you know, it's a good problem to have if you're on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Halian. I'm Veronica Yarovsky. We're recording from my office where uh-huh. uh, I've kicked out another meeting, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We have a lot of empty rooms today. Um, it's Are been a you while. Guys hiring? Do you want to advertise? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we might need a little bit more business. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> it's been two months since we recorded our last episode there was a failed recording on the bus although we did talk about some very exciting topics that you'll never hear about that's true right choice voting happened yeah it was right after the election i believe yes and uh yeah we took a very quick uh m14 bus across town during rush hour yeah uh but apparently we failed to press record. Yes, we did. Fi- we did fail to press record twice. You have to hit, hit record twice is the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw the statistic that came out for the uh, 14th Street busway. Uh, about how it, what was it, 30% increase in speed? 35? Yes. Uh, like a five minute increase on average for going from one avenue to the other. Uh, and then the other things were that, uh, bike traffic is up something crazy, like 30 to 40% on 14th street, which oh, is cool. That's nice. Why aren't they not taking the 13th and 12th street <laughs> where they have protected <laughs> bike lanes? Not to judge bikers. Not to judge. I mean, the whole street's protected now, sort of, not really. Sort of. I mean, I guess bus drivers might be more careful, but then again, they're also bigger. So when a bus they does hit bigger. you... It hits you real good. Although, I don't think I can conjure a news story in, in recent history where a bus driver has been involved with the... Uh, let me just make sure it's recording. It's recording. <laughs> a bus driver has been involved with the bike ads, and they seem like they're much better drivers. I, I have to assume they're like trained a little trained. bit more. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. They have more hours. Plus, you know, they usually drive on such slow speeds. Yes, <laughs> that's right. It's harder to do, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, so sorry, dear listener, that yeah. you can't hear that <laughs> scintillating discussion. Yes. Was it you that also brought up that they have these new ads showing the buses zooming through streets, closing, like turning the red lights? I'm nodding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another cool initiative that they can now do with protected bus lanes or dedicated bus lanes yeah. is uh, that they can also ticket anyone that parks in a dedicated bus lane using the cameras that they have on the buses. That's awesome. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. It's yeah, been let's, good. Uh, let's get our MTA deficit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been taking the buses more now. I've, I've recently learned that my app will actually show me the real time location of buses near me. Oh yeah. Which is extremely helpful. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, I'm what really a, what behind. an exciting time for you. I know. What a fun, sexy time for me. What a fun and sexy time for you. Um, other big news, you're back on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> With a whimper. <laughs> yeah, you've got some tweet, tweets going now. It's nice. That's true. 
uh, yeah. It's just synergy for the NYC Links uh, Twitter account for our podcast. Yay. Yay. All right. All right. So what's on the docket for this? It's been slow a little bit. Like, we're actually going to cover something that we covered on the uh, missing, the lost episode. Uh, <laughs> the lost season finale. And uh, <laughs> But we're going to do it in a different way, I guess. We're going to cover five or maybe five to six laws taking into effect in 2020. It is the end of the year. It's time to look into the future. The left half of uh, Janus, <laughs> the, the, the two-faced symbol or whatever two-faced <laughs> yeah not harvey dent two-faced but just like two-faced in like two directions two-faced got it got yeah it. we get we everyone's on the same page uh let's kick it off with uh something that's kind of like serious uh bail reform the state is basically i think it's the state right um the yes. state uh banned cash bails for most misdemeanors um and and crimes, non-violent, no. <laughs> non-violent felonies, non-violent felonies, and um, so basically, what that means is that all those people are now going to be instead of basically held in prison because they can't afford bail, yes. uh, sent home for supervised release, and which is on the one hand is good because. I mean, some of these people should not be in prison for the crimes they did, and nor should the punishment of waiting to be tried be wor- worse than like the thing, the punishment that they're going to get once yes. they are sentenced. But on the other hand, some statistics do show that like some of the criminals that will be eligible for this uh, supervised release now are the types of criminals who are more likely to commit crimes while they await trial. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, like theft and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think overall it's probably a positive thing. I think so. But Talking to the mic. Oh, did I not? <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it, there's definitely like an argument to be also made against it. But given how terrible the bail system has been for the majority of those types of cases, I feel like overall class half full. Yes. Uh, the national statistics on this are crazy. The, the median bail is $10,000. And I think <laughs> yeah, it was the crazy. Federal Reserve that came out with the statistic that like 40% of households don't have four hundred dollars for emergency cash so the disparity it's like it exacerbates the wealth inequality that we have in our country it doesn't make a lot of sense the industry in new york at least is for profit the bail industry Uh, they the the collections part of it are there places where it's not for profit i don't know i'm sure some state i I haven't really checked I feel like the majority of my knowledge of the bail bond system is from the movie Jackie Brown. So I don't know. Yeah, that is actually a pretty good <laughs> movie to look to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dear listener, if you want an in-depth look about how the bail system works in California. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, some people are saying that like this will free up like a good 40% of our detention population, pre-trial detention population, which yeah, is cool. Who a lot of them are being sent to Rikers, which yep. 
Rikers is the other thing that we want to talk about. Exactly. Oh, uh, do you want to segue into that or do you want... No, let's keep going with the... The rule, bail? With, no, with like the other laws, but then we'll circle back. They did vote to close Rikers finally in um, October, right Like right, as right. we were recording the last episode, yes. I think. Which is a thing. I think we talked about it in the previous episode. I think we did. All right. Uh, yeah. Good job, Rikers. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> two good pieces of news for New York criminal justice system. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, this is money that, you know, there's, it also costs money to house these people. So that money could be spent on, you know, uh, prevention and treatment, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, keep you up. Keep yeah, going. That's, let's keep going. I think the fun thing, this is further down the page, but uh, we're, we're looking through Crane's New York business. Ooh, look at us. Which is a, uh, it's sort of like a fun business bias for some of these laws. Like this might affect you and your small business that we're just going to completely overlook because we don't care. We don't care about small business. Yeah. Only Amazon for us. This is the uh, the churro incident. So uh, oh. we talked about this in the last episode a little bit, which is that... Cuomo, for some reason, has signed, uh, or not signed, but ordered the MTA to send about 500 state cops into the subway system. And since that's happened, it's been universally criticized. New yes. York Times, <laughs> a- a- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Writers Alliance, everyone across the board is telling him this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen so many TikTok and like, uh, uh, not Vine, but like Twitter videos of, pe- right. of police brutality, including one where... Uh, uh, there's like teenagers in the platform and one officer just punches a guy in the face. There was a famous one where uh, five to seven officers pulled their weapons out on someone inside a train well, at Franklin well Avenue. other people were also in the train. Yes, ensued, yeah. a mass panic ensued. <laughs> this one guy, it, it was fair evasion was the thing. Everyone's saying that um, the, the cops are there for fair evasion. It's uncertain. Meanwhile, during SantaCon, I don't know if you saw yes. that famous now or infamous gif of just white drunk Santas just jumping turnstiles without any repercussion. Yes. I'm sure they were arrested off camera right away with guns ablazing. Yes. There is also uh, some evidence to support that that was actually done in protest of the fair evasion stuff, although it's very shaky because they are drunk and the evidence is that there's a little letter that was circulated like um, prior to the event or something. Anything that's positive about SantaCon is a lie, yeah. <laughs> is my stance. Yes. We also this year now have Cancel SantaCon. That's a movement. <laughs> <laughs> the original organizer of SantaCon uh, staged a funeral. It's been, it's been wild for SantaCon. It's Santa. been wild. But yeah, uh, the, the way this intersects with uh, our thing is that uh, there, are, there were videos of churro merchants. So if you don't live in New York, these are very nice older women mm-hmm. who stand in the middle of like the big platforms and they have a little cart of churros, which are like delicious fried dough in plastic bags. And you can buy one for like a buck or two. And uh, the police officers, for some reason, have targeted these women as part of the crime crackdown. <laughs> the scourge of the underworld. Yes. Lupita of the churro cart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's shed light on this broken system that's a lot like the taxi medallion system in this uh a city where the city has artificially set a supply cap on this high demand product, taxis and churros. <laughs> uh, and as a result, well, I think the supply is of stalls for selling things on the subway. Right. <laughs> Not <laughs> necessarily churros. Yeah. 
it's illegal in New York to sell any sort of food, I think, uh, on the subway. Uh, and as a result, uh, 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 for example, the people who are street vendors are now um, being talked about because cartels control the licenses. And they, they only cost about like $200, and they will rent them out for thousands of dollars. Uh, so, you know, like it's another example of the city doing a bad job um, controlling this thing uh, through permitting and licensing and stuff like that. Yeah. No. So that's a suggested uh, reform that might not happen, though. Yes. Fingers crossed. That would be good. Fingers crossed. And it's being uh, uh, fronted by Jessica Ramos, who was one of the people uh, who was exciting to talk about during one of the elections, I think. Mm. She was like an up-and-coming person, which is exciting. An up-and-comer. A progressive. All right, moving on. Moving on. Once you buy those churros, how? Where are you going to put them? Yeah. Are you going to use a single-use plastic carry-out container? Not as of March 1st, I'm not. Scene. (laughs) (laughs) And like a PSA. (laughs) The worst PSA. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I feel like I got to say this kind of like a toothless one in some ways. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So basically like the the law i think like this one is not super like clear in this write up but as far as i remember is that like it, there now is going to be ban there's going to be a ban on plastic bags but there's not going to be a fee for alternative uh such as you know paper bags yeah. or anything like that that was actually i think was very uh is th- i guess it was like fought against by a lot of people for some reason. And uh, yeah, and I feel like that actually makes the law kind of toothless. Yes, I agree. Um, the idea is that, so the idea is that starting March 1st, no store will be allowed to give people a single use plastic carryout bag unless the store happens to be a restaurant, a pharmacy. Um, so, like, basically. And have the the places where you go. Yes. So there are lots of different provisions. I think it's the typical New York City thing where like a signing piece of legislation will come up and then it will get whittled down to like bare bones as it passes through different interests. Oh, actually, they do say that in the five boroughs, you you will they will have to charge five cents. So that's good. I'm glad they added that because that did not used to be in this law, I think. Yeah. Or like in the original proposal. This article is also a month old, so things might have changed, but who knows? Yeah, that's exciting. We'll be like um, a little bit further closer to California. I think the big thing that it targets right now is grocery stores, right? Grocery stores will be unable to give you plastic bags. I guess unless they sell, like, so let's say there's a pharmacy inside a grocery store, so the pharmacy can give you a plastic bag. But the grocery store cannot? Or, like, does the pharmacy designation apply to the whole store? Yeah, uncertain. Unclear. Unclear. (laughs) All right, do you want to move on to marijuana testing? Yes, sure. Uh, This is exciting. Beginning on May 10th, uh, businesses will no longer be able to obligate job applicants to undergo marijuana testing. And uh, the regulation carves out construction workers, commercial drivers, and health and childcare fields, the normal ones. 
yeah. as well as any federal contractor. So yeah, uh, we've talked about on the podcast before about how marijuana has been de- decriminalized all the way in New York City and the New York State. Uh, so this is further uh, carving out um, protections for people who enjoy a little bit of the itty sticky. a fun part of marijuana news is that so many people have now tried to like make marijuana fun by using all the different words for marijuana (laughs) and people are now scraping the bottom of the barrel because there aren't really that many (laughs) yeah that's true yeah i i feel like i did a bit the other day where i tried naming all like a bunch of stuff and at a certain point i ran out yeah that's a fun little, like, um, what's that website where you type as many as sporkle? you... Sporkle? Sporkle. That's a fun sporkle. <laughs> That's a fun sporkle. Yeah. But I feel like anything could be that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, this is, like, a fun one that I actually do like. Uh, so, I which I think it's mostly interesting because of what used to happen, which is a crazy situation. But, um, so basically, starting next... Uh, Oh, I guess it's not even until 2021 that it really kicks in. But the way that currently the the trash hauling <gasps> works in the city is insane. Right. The, basically, like, it's kind of run by the mob. It is. And uh, basically, they have individual contracts with businesses. So basically, the city at any and all times is teeming with hundreds of waste trucks from different companies that just like are racing from like one side of the island to another side of the island or like even from borough to borough for one business or like trash collection which is cuckoo bananas (laughs) and unlike bus drivers trash truck drivers have been involved in a bunch of cyclist deaths before oh yeah um so uh yeah there's, so there's gonna be a law that basically uh there's gonna be uh, a bunch of zones 20 zones apparently and uh for each zone there could only be three of these companies that could collect trash in that zone and uh I'm sure the bidding process is going to be fun (laughs) and uh, above ground. But I mean, the idea, I did not know that that's how it happens right now. I thought that it was all like a public sanitation company that just does it. But no. Like a normal city. Like in a normal city. But yeah, this is all insane. And they all haul the trash to New Jersey or Staten Island, (laughs) which is also crazy. Yeah, the trash here is famously bad. It's everywhere. And, you know, these people, they're doing an okay job. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of trash left over. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's just such a weird system that I'm very interested in knowing more about the origins of, I suppose. Yeah. There's also been a push to take away some parking spaces and build dumpsters on the street, which is a thing that other cities do. It's very reasonable. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is strange that basically every other city has figured this out. Yep. And still in New York City, every night without fail, you walk around to see just heaps of trash bags. Rats running by from rats. one to another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But yeah. Oh, that was, I guess this is unrelated, but since you mentioned the parking situation. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the fact that they're now wanting to propose a permit? system 
Oh, I did not know that. They're, yeah. We're now going to switch to a system where you need permits to park. Uh, yes. Oh, and my God. They would amazing. cost money. That's which is, right you know, a lot of people are upset about. Yeah. I, people with cars. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I read in, um, like, uh, I was reading, like, a book and it was like, uh, it was talking about, like, the, op- we figured out, like, the optimal, like, price for parking on the street at some point like a long time ago like theoretically it's enough where you can you can charge so that there's only like 80 percent of spots filled at all times mm-hmm. because it prevents the thing where cars drive for hours right. to find a spot which is something you've done before yes which is actually a huge contribution to like the carbon absolutely uh, uh load of the city yeah so i think you know more about the street power well, no, I, I mean, all I know is that it's being proposed and considered, but it's very in the very early stages. And yes, they have like some surveys to determine the price of a parking spot in any given neighborhood and stuff like that. So hopefully some version of it is going to make it out, even though our mayor is notoriously car friendly. So, yeah, you know, it's true. even after the bus thing succeeded. He was like, well, I don't know. I don't know that we need to do this again. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, all right. He just has, he's a lame duck mayor now. And um, something that's been happening recently is that city council now no longer even asks him for his approval <laughs> <laughs> when they decide their legislation packages and their, like, uh, their, their goals for like the next month or whatever. Um, so, uh, so he's been uh, sort of just like, sideline he had a failed presidential run he's just like Ugh. a bad mayor he's just ineffectual now yeah i mean i i i can i would say that it's arguable whether he was ever effectual or at yeah. least for the kinds of policies that you and i might advocate for sure uh yeah there there are some bright spots in his administration but yeah he was elected as like the antidote to bloomberg and you know corporate money interests and he sort of just plopped Plopped, I guess. Plopped. Her plopped. <laughs> he plopped. Yeah. More legislation? More legislation. Um, I think these the remaining ones are pretty small. We can probably get rid of them. Uh, well, you don't want to talk about discrimination and harassment? <laughs> we there, could. Um, the human I mean, rights law. It basically, I mean, there apparently are a bunch of laws there lumping in together as a point mm-hmm. but it's going to make it easier for employees to file harassment and discrimination suit against employers yes and conversely it would make it harder for employers to harass their employees yeah that seems nice <laughs> right uh it's called the human rights law which is like very uh <laughs> expansive i guess in terms of uh titling yeah uh it will apply to all employees not just uh, not apply to all employers, not just people, not just businesses with four pe- four or more people on the payroll, as was previously the case. And it's expanding the statute of limitations for sexual harassment claims. It seems like it's a reaction to a lot of the Me Too stuff. Right. Which is, but yeah. oh, man, it's so it expands it from one to three years. Yeah. Which is like really always used to be one year. <laughs> I know. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> that is also why. Yeah, like you get harassed at the holiday party one year. <laughs> you have until the day. next one yeah. <laughs> to file a complaint. Oh, well. I know. All right. Well, I 
That seems to be totally wild. Oh, also, uh, ten days, uh, ten paid, ten days of paid vacation is coming to you if you live in New York City. That's a thing that. De well, it's a proposal. I think uh, since this article came out, it has passed. Although it's been watered down a little bit in like a dumb way, but well, oh, you really? can doodle it and read more about it. Dear listener, Google this. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need us. You have Google. Yeah. Well, Should we talk about the uh, ProPublica Yeah, do you want to ta- uh, talk about uh, the McKinsey Adventures? Yes. <laughs> and Rikers Island. McKinsey, go to Ry- McKinsey goes to Rikers. McKinsey goes to Rikers. Fails. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you, every now and then ProPublica will come out with a giant expose. It seems like, <laughs> uh, it seems like they're doing more and more of it. Uh, this one is about McKinsey. Uh, this is uh, a little bit of a time travel because this happened all the way back in 2017 when de Blasio was uh, administration was first starting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, we talked about in the last episode about like the suicides that have happened in writers, uh, uh, solitary confinement. We've also talked about how writers is a high and high, an increasing number of guard on prisoner violence statistics mm-hmm. and so there was this push in 2017 to before Rikers closed of course to end this and de Blasio was pushing for a more humane system and so they did the worst thing they could possibly do which is they hired an outside consultancy with no experience <laughs> named McKinsey and company to come in and uh, take over. Which we should say is probably the largest and most prestigious consulting firm. Yes. And they, yeah. So, I mean, it's like a big beast of a thing yes. uh, that they hired to do this. Yes. And they failed comically. <laughs> like, this article is just filled with, uh, I would, I, we, I work at a company that's a consultancy, and we all often come in where it's a tech consultancy, so it's a little different. But we often come in and we try and clean up other people's messes, who also usually caused by consultancies. And if you just replace jail with website, I feel like <laughs> a lot of these things also applied, in my experience. Um, well, the first thing they did was they, they came up with a fun name called Restart, which is a type of housing. Uh, and Rikers, where like the rules would be different, it'd be like the guards would be a little nicer, the the inmates will uh, be less violent, stuff like that. Well, so their argument was that by placing them in this thing that we designed, yes. they're gonna become nicer. I mm-hmm. think was the premise. Yeah. Um, Whereas, <laughs> and uh, they it should come as no surprise that they rigged it they to have <laughs> nice numbers they picked they cherry picked inmates who had uh, low uh, 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 no, who had no history of like violence or a little history of violence um the a little history of violence it's a david cronenberg movie for the kids it's a prequel yeah <laughs> it's watered down for the kids <laughs> that's true uh, they, uh, they, they touted their semi-experience by using a strip mining project they have previously worked on, <laughs> which is like the farthest thing I can think of from Rikers, <laughs> uh, except in like cruelty, I assume. Uh, and overall violence increase, the city, the city spent millions of dollars on McKinsey. Yeah. I think it was one point. initially, then then, once the pilot was a roaring success, they added six more. Yeah. I don't know how much. I think it totaled to $27 by the end of it. Jesus fucking Christ. 
Uh, and this is a ProPublica article. You should just go read it. They interviewed 36 people, write 10,000 pages of documents. It seems very well done. Um, so it yeah. also seems like one of the people from the Blasio's administration who worked on this ended up becoming a consultant at McKinsey. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that actually also sometimes happens in like tech consultancy. Oh, of course. People will poach each other. At the end of projects, uh, which is wild. And yeah. they used names of characters from Gains of New York <laughs> in some of their documents. Uh, uh, they also communicated via some sort of uh, private app where that would delete yeah. documents and which stuff. Is, yeah. Which leaves them not accountable at all. And, you know, yeah. with public money, that's important. Yep. I mean, that really reminds me, have you read... There was uh, an article in the New York Times, I believe, a few years ago about how McKinsey came in to rescue the South African water supply yeah. situation and basically made it way worse. Way worse. And, oh, I think they privatized it or they, like, decided to, like, do some reforms to it where it basically bankrupted it. Yeah. So, you know, McKinsey. Great, the, great place to work, I'm sure. The idea that someone who has no like experience in something can just come in and fix something is insane. And it seems like that's like McKinsey's whole. Well, it really seems like from this article, and I think the article kind of also spells it out to a large extent, that, that it was like the whole thing of getting McKinsey on board was to get some political cover to the fact that the numbers went up. Yes. So it almost seems like the business model of these private consultancies when it comes to the like the public sector is to offer their services as more of just like an ass covering thing yeah. than an actual solution to the problem while also draining the funds of a city, you know? So like this, you know, de Blasio ass covering cost the taxpayer $27 million. Yep. And nothing was actually resolved. Yes, exactly. Uh, so they set a bunch of money on fire, and then nothing <laughs> happened. Exactly, they could have literally invited everyone to <laughs> a money burning party. Yeah, and they could have just closed Rikers in that time, but they postponed by two years. It was they just bought time for their bad decision making. Yeah, and you know, it's like it's so similar to like again like tech consulting where like people who don't have the time to build the right product will hire an outside consultancy because they have money to throw away yeah and then they'll just build a bad version of it or like any time like some new you know vp or director comes in the first thing they propose is always a reorg yes like there's always a reorg and then they bump up like they and on their resume they get to say that they reorged an org and then they go somewhere else and yeah. they reorg again yeah. and then the current company has to be reorged again yeah oh god it's pretty uh, awful uh, also a fun small like side story in this and all this was that they uh so if do you know about the stanford prison experiment yeah this happened to McKinsey as they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. as they became sort of like day to day, like observationalists, they started like starting siding with the guards. They started like actually right. giving the guards like access to tasers and weapons and aggressive talks <laughs> as they described them. Yelling yeah, essentially. Someone, yeah. Like someone, uh, I believe said that they've gone native. They've gone native. Right. 
Um, the Stanford Prison Experiment has been discredited. It was faulty science. It could not be replicated. But it is funny that it did get replicated. <laughs> in, in, in a weird way. Presumably by, like, people in their 20s. Nice college graduates well, coming I out mean, of school. Well, I mean, imagine, like, sending some, like, fucking hoity-toity <laughs> consultant to a Rikers. Like, yeah. they would be too scared to talk to anyone who doesn't have a gun and could protect them. Yeah. Like, they Yeah. But put them behind some plexi glass, give yeah. them the ability to aggressively talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got that confidence. They've got that confidence back in that zip. Yeah, that's crazy. They should send in like Lester Freeman or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is a wire reference. Watch yeah. The Wire. It's a great show. Every one of our episodes, watch The Wire. It's the <laughs> real takeaway from the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done talking about. Yeah, there wasn't stuff. much news, really. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of news. I'm sure, but not like something that meaty, you know, <laughs> something something we can really milk the udders off. Yeah, um, we just went through a micro squall, in case you guys were wondering. Oh, yeah, we've and we've emerged unsqualed. Unsqualed. The streets are mildly snowy, and that's about it. I mean, it is very cold. It is very cold. It's below freezing at the moment, so we had to trek through some weather to record this podcast. Yeah. And we hope you appreciate that. Yeah, please appreciate it. Yep. Um, uh, we're just scrolling through Gothamist now. Uh, so <laughs> let's just do our New York moments. Yeah, you seem to have one. I did have one. Um, recently, I, uh, I visited, not really, I went to the Williamsburg Transit Bus Plaza Aww. Which is uh, I was trying without to get f- me? without me without you. <laughs> okay. I was trying to get from Williamsburg down. I was trying to get from the East Village down to Bedsty uh, t- for a house party, and the easiest way was to take the M and the, the MJ to uh, that area and then take a bus. Mm-hmm. And it was at night, and it was one of the spookiest things I've ever. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird park that's beneath a bridge and it has weirdly like a glass like covered building where you can buy metro cards even though it's not near a subway station it's like a couple blocks away from a subway station but it's not really near but, a subway I mean, station you need metro cards to use the bus don't you? that is true yeah uh and then there were like these four buses parked with no lights on and the whole place was unlit and it got me to wondering, like, what is the purpose of this location? <laughs> uh, and it's actually uh, a uh, a facility that was plopped down when they first built the Williamsburg Bridge back in 1908, I think, when they finished it. Mm-hmm. And it originally ran, it was the place where streetcars would terminate. Oh, my phone. Streetcar. Streetcar. Name desire. So, yeah, it was nice to be part of uh, history, even if the history was, like, much reduced, filled with garbage, dark <laughs> beneath the bridge. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I have more things to fill this segment if you don't have anything. Well, I was, what was I going to, I guess this is kind of like a weird one. Uh, My friend, this is like, I went to like an almost premiere of a thing. I think I went to a premiere of Bombshell, but I didn't expect it to be a premiere of Bombshell. So it was just weird sitting Bombshell's a movie. Bombshell is a movie, which is okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think the weirdest part was just because we did not know that it was a premiere, just like sitting in the auditorium and watch it slowly fill up with, 
just very fancy people <laughs> while my friend and I were dressed like, you know. Pedestrians. Pedestrians or whatever. That's the nicest way we could describe the way that we were dressed. Um, so, yeah, it was odd. Fancy things happen in New York all the time and yeah. we're not aware of them unless we are somehow plopped in the middle of it them yeah. with our backpacks. You saw Malcolm Gladwell talk to Sofia Coppola. I know. That was weird. That was a Mad Libs thing. And uh, I describe it as a Mad Libs thing. Also, one of the queer eye guy, the OG queer eye guy. Mr. Uh, I. Mr. Queer. Yeah. Uh, was there. I don't know. It was it was just weird. I did not even know. Th- so it was at the Jazz Center, at Lincoln Center. Oh, cool. Which is at Columbus Circle, mm. and everyone called us ma'am and like did this, like oh, no. you know, like this welcoming wide arm gesture to like usher us down the next step where someone else would be greeting us. Yes. This uh, is how stairs work, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take you to like the fourth floor and then it's like all carpets and yeah. nice. And it was very weird. Cool. That's it. I felt out of place. Is Bombshell set in New York by any chance? Yeah. So it's cool. set at the Fox News headquarters, ah. which are in New York. Yeah. You know, the most exactly. conservative place there is. You know, New York is a marketplace of ideas. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the depiction of New York in Uncut Gems, a movie that's a little bit more than okay? A little, yeah. Yeah. You know. what, what What do you have to say about it? I think it's an. It accurately depicts how grimy the Diamond District is. Right. <laughs> if you ever walked through the Diamond District, you are you think to yourself, "Oh." There are, like, crimes that happen here <laughs> that I'm just not aware of. But I do, like, so a friend of mine, she actually started a job as a product manager for a diamond uh, marketplace. And she was saying that, like, one of the hardest things for them to do is actually to get people to use, like, diamond sellers to use an online platform. Yeah. Because most of their business is done via Handshake. which is like what happened in that movie a lot is that this which is how you get into insane debts (laughs) (laughs) probably when your handshake is your word but your word is worthless yeah um i also really like and i think those guys do a great job doing it they did it in the other in good times which is a movie i hated but um how they really are really good at uh like showing people who have terrible taste in yes. everything. It's just like, but it's a very specific, like, uh, sort of style. And in terms of just clothes and like interior design, everything just looks awful, but it seems like it's on purpose because it would be the kind of furniture these characters would have. And these would be the kinds of clothes that they would wear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Sandler should win an Oscar for it. The Sandman. Sandman. We also got to see a little bit of the tri-state area, right? The casino was definitely in Atlantic City, I think. I thought it was in the Catskills. The Catskills. Sorry, I was trying to figure out where it yeah. was. There was never like a map where the helicopter was moving. So. Do, you, do you often find that you need like need the that. Indiana Jones like little like airplane going over a map thing? <laughs> yeah. And oh. he, his family lived in New Jersey, I think? No. Or I like thought it was upstate. Long Island. Long Island. You're right. You're I right. mean, I don't know. The, these are all assumptions I made as I was watching the movie. Yeah, cool. But yeah, uh, fun New York movie. 
Oh, what a fun... Well... Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it is fun. It's very intense. It's intense. I was also very hyped up on green tea, so... Oh, yeah. You had a rocking experience with that. <laughs> yeah, tea. so I, I couldn't really tell uh, whether, you know, the the movie was making me this intense or whether I was just still really jacked up on caffeine. Yeah. So... The yeah. movie is like a shot of caffeine into your blood veins, I think. It's a very intense That's movie. true. That's true. You didn't like good times? That's another New York movie. You didn't, you didn't enjoy how grimy and disgusting it was. Well, we saw it together. Yeah, I yeah. think I hated every part of it. Oh. I, yeah. think, I think it's probably effective for what it is, but I did not like what it was. So, yeah. There's that. It did make me search every Domino's bathroom for jewels for the next week after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Any, any fun discoveries? No. Also, there aren't that many Domino's in the city. There's one very close to where I live. Oh, yeah. And for like $15, you can get two pizzas, a dessert, and a liter of Coke, or like two liters of Coke. Yeah. It was kind of a, a bounty. That's, that's very nice. That is very nice. Carry out specials at your local Domino's. <laughs> Soon to not have any plastic bags, if they ever expand that provision yeah. to restaurants. Well, they usually have cardboard boxes. Yeah. So they might be immune. Well, the new year is upon us. Do you have any goals to uh, for yourself in the new year? Oh, wow. <laughs> Related to New York City. <laughs> Related to New York City. Oh, You well, might become a citizen? Uh, no. No. I'm not going to become a citizen next green year. Green card? No. Hopefully. Hopefully green Hopefully card. Hopefully green card. Cool. Um, what was I going to say? Um... I, well, I hope to visit the Transit Museum, which I somehow <gasps> never That's been right. to. On your birthday. On my birthday, which is coming up. Happy birthday, me. Um, there's, You'll love it. There are lots of old ads there. Which yeah, I, I love old ads and I love staring at subway maps for too long. So I think yeah. I'm mad at myself for never being there before. So I think that would be fun. Um, you know, I think that's the one goal that I have currently in my yeah. head. What about you? My parents bought me a bike and I'm about to take a flight to them right now. Yeah. And I think they're going to try and teach me to learn how to ride a bike. And then after that, maybe I can start using the city bike station that's right outside my apartment. That would be really nice. Maybe we can ride the bike together. That'd be fun. We can do like, a, you know, when they do like the five borough tour, maybe oh, wow. we can work up towards that. Yeah, sure. Let's start with one borough. <laughs> <laughs> we can just bike around Prospect Park. That'd be nice. Or Central Park. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's all we have for you this episode. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Hopefully and on a more regular schedule. Hopefully on a more regular schedule. We'll try and put more of these out. Um, we finally got the Zoom recorder working. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you on the subway, I guess. Save us. The aisle seat? What yeah. were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing you were saying? See you on the subway. I don't know. I just remember saying choo-choo after that. Choo-choo. See you on the subway. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Bye. Bye.